This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast, where CEOs, senior leaders, and C-suite executives share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes because the best leaders know how to share their ideas concisely and quickly. Let's jump right in. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, Stacey. Uh, my name is Tim Morton. I am founder and president of Prompta. We're a change management consulting firm, and uh, in Latin, we mean readiness. So my entire career, I've focused on working cultures and working lives and trying to make a difference and, and really with a focus on diversity, equity and inclusion. Wow, that's amazing. I'm so excited to talk to you about this today. And I know it's a hot topic out there, but still it's one that we should be talking about. So I'm even more excited to talk about it, which is tell me a little bit about DEI. How long have you been doing that and what prompted it for you? Uh, that's a great question, of course, with uh, a prompt uh, in, in it. So I actually launched Prompt in 2008 to really try and be a different kind of consulting company. What had happened earlier in my career was I couldn't always bring my whole self to work. And it, uh, you know, it was, it, it was a bit of a problem when I, as a leader, am trying to get other leaders to step out of their comfort zone and lead courageously. And I felt like I was wearing a mask as part of the LGBT community, depending on where I was working and how safe I felt. So I launched Prompta as uh, you know, a different type of company, one that really focused on in, uh, inclusion, diversity, and creating that internal environment and external environment that is all about uh, you know, respect and, uh, and equity and equality. Oh, I love that. And I can imagine that's been quite a journey as you've been, you know, starting over here when it wasn't really all the rage. And now you're at a place where it's all everybody's talking about. So I'm yeah, curious. Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's so it's so true. And, and what we found, you know, we've been helping companies through culture change for so many years. And uh, and as soon as you scratch that surface underneath is diversity, equity and inclusion. But so many companies before didn't want to look at diversity and inclusion as culture change. They really wanted to look at it just as how do we change our culture? And uh, they really didn't get serious until after George Floyd's murder last year. And then they realized that they had to move from words to measurable actions. So why is DEI so important, you know, from a business perspective and just from a social impact perspective? Why do we as leaders need to be thinking about this and taking action? Oh, there's so many, there's so many, uh, there's so many reasons. But the biggest thing is it's the right thing to do. Mm. But it's also a smart thing to do. You're going to have better customer service. You're going to be able to attract and retain the best and brightest. You're going to have an engaged team. Your team's going to be more innovative. They're going to be better problem solvers. And, you know, as companies start to move away from this whole idea of the quarter and uh, what are we going to do for the shareholder, as opposed to how do we support our stakeholders and how do we take care of our team, our customers, our suppliers, and how do we treat everybody equitably and respectfully? That is going to be the defining moment, whether companies accelerate or whether they just uh, fade away. Yeah, whether you live or die, you know, and it's funny, it's this whole idea again of like, you have to take care of your own in order to be able to take care of those shareholders. And it's just kind of, I think a little bit of a counterintuitive approach, but it makes so much sense when you look at it, even penciled out. Yeah. So I'm curious, how does a company become more diverse? You know, what is it? How do you know you're making an impact in that area? Well, uh, you know what, one of the one of the biggest things that we hear from companies, they'll say, oh, you know what, we need to hire more of this. So for example, we need to hire more Asian Americans. 
And that might be true. And it's just one element of diversity, equity, and inclusion. What they often forget is in order to become more diverse, you have to create safe spaces and you have to create an inclusive environment and an equitable environment. And if you can become more inclusive and more equitable, you're gonna become more diverse as a company because people are gonna stay. They're gonna feel like they have a home. So one of the things that we always think about is through inclusion and equity, we become more diverse and that's so key. Okay, you've been using a lot of big words here. So I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna take a step back and I just want like layman term it for us. What does, you know, inclusion mean? What does diversity mean, equity mean? Help us to get a really good understanding of what some of these words truly mean. Okay, so, so when I think about inclusion, everybody has a voice and it's a voice that's heard and it's a voice that matters. So, you know, one, ex one example, uh, could be that uh, you're going to have an event. And if you don't create this event at a place where everybody can attend, then it's not going to be, a, it's not going to be inclusive. If you, if you have uh, folks on your team that have disabilities and you, you put something on the roof of a building that doesn't have, that's not accessible. Well, that's not very inclusive. You're just eliminating people right away. So, uh, you know, and, and when we think about when we think about equity, for example, um, it's not the same as equality and it's uh, it doesn't equal equality in that. Um, and I'll give you an example. I'll give you a great example. If you invite a bunch of suppliers uh, to an RFP mm -hmm. and you've got a supplier diversity program and you want some of these smaller certified suppliers to bid on it if you haven't made it equitable for them, uh, and it's still a 100, 150 page RFP with these big hoops, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna have a level playing field for everybody to respond. So you're gonna continue to do work with companies as you've always done it. Yeah, I can imagine in that scenario, you know, a smaller company wouldn't even have the manpower to be able to handle an RFP that big and still manage their today to day to day workload. So they would just put that on the shelf and never even try to apply. Yep. And for some companies, some of the bigger corporates, one of the things that they say is, hey, well, we invited. Mm. But was it equitable? Did they actually have a chance to compete when you when you tell them that they need 10 years of experience when uh, you know, when you're looking for a, a, a small, diverse company and you want them to have done similar projects, that's, that's really not equitable either. I love that. So I'm going to take you back up to something you said at the beginning, which is, you know, DEI is culture change. At its core, you had said like right beneath the surface, you start to really, you come up against that DEI initiative. Help me to understand why, why is that, or why are those two things so connected? What, what is that? What is that there? Well, if you think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, we can't change it by changing a policy. Or putting a policy in place that suddenly says, "Hey, we're going to be we're going to be an equitable company." <laughs> we, we've, we're we've diverse got, now. <laughs> yes, it, it you know we've got to change hearts and minds and souls, and mm. it's not going to happen with an event. It's not going to happen with a one-day training session or an hour training session. It's a great start, yeah. but you've really got to take a company on a journey. You've really got to understand where you are today. 
um, make stock of where you are today and where you want to go and a real understanding that, uh, you know, we're on a journey and it's not going to happen overnight, but we're going to be consistent and we're going to see it through. And it's a company-wide effort to make change like this actually happen sustainable and stick. That's, that really helped me to be able to see it a bit more clearly. I appreciate that. So, but then it begs the next question, which is, so where do you start? I mean, it feels so big, right? I mean, it's like turning the Titanic, if you will. So where do you start something like this? The best place to start is with the discovery. So you really need to understand what your current state is. You need to, you need some awareness of what is the lived experience of your people? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the sentiment? Uh, we create cultures, we create cultures unintentionally for the majority of people. But do we have an idea of the lived experience of those that are marginalized or those that are racialized within our community? We don't always have that. And, and it's really important to understand that each one of us has a bias. And Bird, if you if, have a brain, you have a bias. <laughs> if you have a brain, you have a bias. And it's so true. And I'll give you one a quick example. I, I interviewed somebody who had applied. They were wonderful. But, uh, uh, but this person's first name was Jane. And in my life, I had had awful experiences with people named Jane. To the point where I, you know, one of them, one of them had harassed me in an employment for years, and I didn't want to meet this person. And I made excuses not to meet them. And I realized I had a biases against people named Jane. And as, as crazy as that might sound, I actually had to get over my bias in order to, in order to actually meet, acknowledge, and then welcome this person onto our team. It's crazy. I'm sure we all have those little idiosyncrasies, but to your point, if you don't have the awareness around it, you would never have taken the appropriate steps to help you to get to a better place where I'm sure she's, uh, you know, an amazing individual that's doing great things now. (laughs) Oh, she's incredible. She's absolutely incredible. And I can honestly say I have no biases against people named Jane anymore. (laughs) And, (laughs) And as leaders, it's really important to reflect and understand that we will have bias. And it's what are we going to do once we identify that? And it's not about beating yourself up. It's, it's, it's important that once you understand and once you've got facts, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And that's really the key to diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's, not, it's, it's about how do we really understand what's happening? How do we get great information? How do we get a fact base? And then how do we look to move our organization forward and our culture forward? I love that. Well, Tim, I could talk your ear off for another hour, but unfortunately we have reached our time. Um, It's been such a pleasure getting to know you and and having you share some of your ideas here today. I'm curious if somebody wanted to reach out and introduce themselves, how might they go about that? Well, one of the best ways, of course, is LinkedIn. So Tim Morton on LinkedIn. I can also be reached at uh, tim at prompta.ca or our website is prompta.ca or prompta.ai. Fantastic. Well, my audience knows I will have those things in in the description below. So they'll be able to click link and just find you there. Um, But until then, I do hope you come back and join us again soon. I'd love to have you back on and talk to us more about this amazing topic and uh, continue the education. Count me in any time. And thanks for uh, including me. Of course. Well, this is Stacey McKibben in the Master Communicator Podcast. For more ideas and insights, please do go check us out at www.conciliateam.com. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care.